and welcome to episode 8 of File Sonder, where we have a chance to talk to people with lives just as interesting as our own. Today we have with us Ms. Donna Johnson. Hi, I'm Donna Johnson. My main career um, was that of school teacher, public school teacher. I taught school uh, for 34 years. My main uh, area of teaching was physical education. Uh, and I have a master's degree in computers and education. Oh. And that degree is an interesting one because it came from Leslie College in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is the sister school to MIT. Wow. I have also been a legal uh, assistant working in law offices. And my second career was that uh, in a political reign, uh, realm. I spent 16 years at the Colorado State Capitol as a legislative aide to state senators. I worked for six or seven different senators. I'm a bit of a political junkie, (laughs) love politics, always have, and have always been pretty actively involved in various political campaigns and or parties and so forth most of my life. Um, I was born and raised in, in, in Kansas. Actually, I was born in what I understand was one of the worst dust storms that they had because I was born in the 30s. I'm 87 years old. However, my father was a geologist with an oil exploration company. So the first uh, probably eight years of my life, we did move around a lot. We were in Kansas. We were in Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, uh, areas like that where dad followed the oil exploration uh, business and and did uh, his geology work in oil exploration. Mm. Uh, Then we moved back to McPherson, Kansas, my hometown, and that's where I graduated from high school. I uh, went to North Park College, which is Covenant College in in Chicago, and to McPherson College. Uh, I graduated from uh, Tabor College in Hillsborough, Kansas. Then got my master's, as I said, from uh, Leslie College. Mm And when you were younger, did you have something that you were specifically interested in? Like I grew up in a pretty uh, sports-oriented family, mm. so we always were interested in, in, in sports. Um, I can remember oftentimes our summer vacations. We would go to St. Louis, so I am a dyed-in-the-wool St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> baseball fan, have been most of my life, and continue to be even though I will go to the Rockies games and cheer the Rockies on when they are not playing the Cardinals. Is that what led you to study physical education? Not necessarily. Uh, I just uh, enjoy sports, but I also realized that in physical education, I had the opportunity to work with kids in a little different manner other than just sitting in a desk and, and book learning mm. and that sort of thing. Because I believe that Children, all, all people actually, should be educated completely. You educate the whole child. You don't just educate them with their brains or with their book learning. Mm. But uh, So I uh, felt like physical education was something that I could do and still be able to be as active as I wanted to be physically too. Oh, so yeah. that was one of the reasons why. Can you tell us a little more about you know, your life as a teacher, what it was like working with students? Sure. Any difficulties? Well, one of the best experiences I had as a teacher was teaching in a rather small school district in Illinois. 
and there were probably a total in that 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 district that right in that town of about 425 to 450 kids and that was kindergarten through high school through wow. 12th grade but i taught all of them because i taught all the grades and that was a wonderful experience in a lot of ways because i was there 12 years I watched the first graders that I taught the first year oh, I yeah. graduate from mm-hmm. high school. There I got to do a little coaching, I, a volleyball coaching. Oh. And, of course, in a small school district like that, you do a lot of other things. I was a cheerleader advisor, and we had a girls' athletic group that of gir- girls that played intramurals and things like that. Oh, really? So that was one of the things I think I enjoyed a lot about being able to teach physical education it gave me a lot of opportunities to work with kids in many ways. Definitely. Well, I just uh, uh, feel it, it turned out to be a very good uh, career for me. I, uh, as I said, I spent 34 years in that particular uh, career. And going back to you know your teacher life, working with kids, was there any student that you remember in particular? You know, I think probably uh, when I was teaching in that particular district in Illinois, what I really, really enjoyed was just watching all the kids grow, mm-hmm, starting from the time that they I would work with them when they were in first grade, when some of them didn't even know how to skip or, or hop and things like that, <laughs> and then watch them become stars on the football or the basketball mm-hmm. or the track team. Uh, that sort of thing was, was, was exciting and interesting. Oh, and yeah. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, hobbies that you enjoy doing? That, that I do. Well, I played golf and tennis oh. for a number of years mm. when I still could. But having been an, uh, as active as I've been most all of my life and, and being uh, a teacher, I was not one of those that just threw the ball out. I was out there with the kids and oh, yeah. officiating and running mm-hmm. back and forth. I have a bum knee. So I had to give up golf about three or four years ago. But um, I, I've always loved to play golf and play tennis. played on my um, the women's tennis team when I was in college, as a matter of fact. Um, I, I knit. <laughs> Haven't done a whole lot of that lately, but I do that. And uh, just, uh, I, I like to be around people. I'm, I'm a people person. Oh, yeah, a people person. And <laughs> an outdoor person, too? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law lived in out in the mountains in Crested Butte and Steamboat Springs for a number of years when, after I moved out here. So I spent a lot of time with them in the summers hiking and, mm-hmm. you know, out on the ski trail and stuff like that. Is that one of the reasons why you moved here? Uh, it was one of them. They were here. And um, I had done this whole thing in Illinois where I'd been there 12 years in that same district, kind of watched those kids grow and and I needed a change of scenery, mm. and I didn't want to go back to my little old Kansas town. <laughs> and uh, so I came out that summer, visited with my sister and hus- her husband, and um, spent some time with a friend of mine that had, I'd known in Illinois. Maybe I've, I must have spent maybe three or four weeks out here, and uh, just decided I'm going to make a change. Mm. I also, because I had done work earlier on in a law office, was interested in, in uh, maybe becoming a lawyer. So one of the things when I came out here that I had in the back of my mind was maybe to, uh, to go to law school. Mm. But as I began to check around, and I knew I needed to establish residency, so I got a certificate so I could substitute teach the first year that I lived here. Um, 
the more I kind of looked around and the more I talked to gals that had gone to law school and were in law offices, the more I realized at that point in my life, in 45, maybe, I, mean, I was in my early 40s anyway, I thought, do you want to go back to law school or go to, back to school or go to law school and spend three or four years and still have it be the good old boys? Because law practice oftentimes is that. Right. Women are accepted, but they're not accepted even now as much as I think they should be. Mm-hmm. So I began to think about it. Of course, in the meantime, I was teaching and substitute teaching, and I fell into a really good teaching job in Jefferson County, and I decided, okay, let's give up on that law school thing. You can do some other things politically that will let you keep your toe in the water there, <laughs> but you can go back to what you really love. And, and I, I've loved teaching. I just... Uh, I've never so- been sorry that that was the career, career that I chose. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm retired, I'm loving retirement too, but I still keep involved with a lot of things politically. In fact, presently, I am a member of one of the Westminster City Council boards, the Inclusivity Board, mm-hmm. which uh, in, is involved with not necessarily just racial inclusivity, but senior issues and affordable housing and right. those kinds of things. I and what about your, you know, your life in the political field of things? Well, uh, I got into uh, politics through my parents. <laughs> my mother uh, ran for and was elected to the school board in my hometown. Really? So kind of way back when, uh, I, <laughs> I knew, knew and understood things about politics. My father was a very strong union man, and there were, in fact, he was a... Uh, charter member of the union at at his uh, refinery where he worked. And so I think I've always been and always understood that politics in the political realm are very important to us as a country. But anyway, uh, after I uh, retired, in fact it was just two or three months after I retired, I was approached by one of the state senators at a summer uh, event. And she said, uh, Donna, now that you're retired, would you be at all interested in coming down and working in my office at the state capitol? And I said, well, let me think about that, Senator. I was looking forward to being retired and in December and January taking off for some warmer climate when I didn't have to (laughs) stay So I had those kinds of things in the back of my mind. But what I did was that fall, I went down to her office, and she sort of showed me the ropes, and we went through some of the things that we would be expected of mm-hmm. me if I were her, uh, ran, you know, her office aide, pretty much running the office, and it intrigued me. So uh, I called her, and I think it was late November, early December. The session started in in January, and I said, "Yep, let me come down." And I figured I could do that for one time at least, in four month sessions. Uh, well, it didn't take long before I was hooked. <laughs> and 16 years, and like I say, about five or six senators later, uh, that's oh. when I, I officially retired from that wow. job. <laughs> and I loved it. What do you exactly do in that position? In that position, um, the legislative aides do different things. I was fortunate to work for those who pretty much turned the office over to me. So I would answer the phone, and I would deal with constituents. Mm. Sometimes they were happy constituents because they liked the legislation that the senator was supporting and and, uh, sponsoring. Sometimes they were not so happy 
because they didn't like the vote or they didn't like the position that that particular senator, either it be a male or female, were. So I kind of had to sort of find the happy ground there between them, but pretty much ran the office. I actually was fortunate enough for the first senator that I worked for, actually I guess two of them, they were chairpersons of the Senate Education Committee during the time that they were in office. And a couple of them let me help them write some legislation really? that dealt with education. And so that was a, a real thrill to me, too. Definitely. To be, yep. Wait, you served as a state, a state senator for about two months. I filled an unexpired term. The senator for whom I was working decided he was not going to run for, second, for a second term. And he uh, was going to become the executive director for uh, an environmental, uh, for the environmental defense fund. Mm. He's an attorney. And in order to do that, he had to resign his, uh, his office as a state senator because he could not go out and lobby and speak for that organization uh, for just a, a year or two years after. But if he resigned, he could do that. So he resigned. I was his legislative aide at the time. And the governor appointed me to fill his unexpired term. So that's how it was. Now, we were not in session, so I didn't have to make any major decisions about any bills. <laughs> but I certainly uh, you know, I was in the office and, and did that sort of thing. I forgot to say that. That is one of, kind of one of the highlights of my life. Mm. Because there are people who I will meet who knew me when I was down there who now still call me Senator. <sighs> Senator Johnson or wow. Senator Donna. Because I don't know if you know it or not, but once you're elected to a to an office, the highest office that you get elected to, you carry that title with you for the rest of your life. Wow. So we have senators and people in the state here that are no longer state senators or state reps, but they have the title senator so and so or, or representative so and so. So there are people who know me that that know when I was down there that call me Senator Donna or Senator. Did you find any similarities between, you know, working as a teacher for physical education, like with kids, and, you know, between working as an aide? Sure. Many, many people, Gina, do not totally understand the political process. Mm -hmm. And education is something I think we can all use all the time. And I have said on more than one occasion, I think every person who lives in the state of Colorado should come down and spend a week or so at the Capitol to learn what the process is all about and to learn uh, what uh, senators and, and House members down there do and, and how they go through things. So yes, I often was experiencing teaching. Like if I had a constituent that called in that was totally unhappy about something, I would listen to them, and then I would say, now let's talk a little bit about why you feel this way. And it, so it was an education process. It carried over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Did mm -hmm. you have any, like, interesting or memorable experiences with one of the constituents? Well, uh, probably one of the more interesting ones was when uh, the bill to legalize marijuana came up. Mm -hmm. I happened to be working down there at that time. And that was very, very controversial oh, with yeah, a lot of people. Definitely. So uh, I would have some people call in, and they wanted to know why the senator supported that particular legislation, or uh, you know, are not happy with him for voting to to favor it. And while I never pretended to speak for him, 
I often was able to say, I know this is where the senator stands, or if you want to talk with him or her directly, then I'll, you know, give you the, all the have them call you. Um, but I think that was probably one of them. Also, back, uh, I think it was 2013, when we passed a number of gun control laws, that was a bit of a frightening time down there uh, because there were people that were coming in that were packing. And that was before they put up the places that they would check them coming through. You had mm -hmm. to check through. Right. And for the first time, I was a little concerned for everybody's safety because uh, there were, some of them were pretty angry. We kept our door closed and locked mm -hmm. and people had to knock during that session. Uh, never did it before and I don't believe we ever did it afterwards. But that was a little, uh, a little tense oh, at yeah, times. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you have any words you would like to tell the listeners? Any last words or advice? For advice for who? Just anyone who's listening. For anyone. Yeah, for anyone. Just coming <laughs> from anyone. Donna Johnson. <laughs> coming from... Well, obviously, as I've kind of alluded in the past, I think it's very important for uh, uh, for people from the time, you know, they're in their early stages of life, even up through what we, the residents we have here, who are in their 80s and their 90s and a couple, three, I'm even 100. You can never stop and you should never stop learning. Education is so important. And public education is one of the things that has made this country what it is. Uh, I struggled a lot during those years because there were times when public education was not, still isn't very well funded and did not have a, a really you know good uh, base. And uh, I think people take it for granted sometimes. Uh, also, you have people who didn't have a pretty good, have a very good experience when they were, say, in elementary school or in maybe junior high or maybe even high school. So they think all public education is like that. So they paint a very broad picture of what public education is. But I just think you can never, never, should never, and can never stop learning. It's, we can always, there's always something that we can Definitely. learn. And so we need to make sure that we avail ourselves of that opportunity. Thank you to Ms. Johnson and to those listening as well, and we will join you with another episode next time.